Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Food for Thought, a podcast gap that's random multiracial mix of queer writers gather around the table to talk about sex, oh. identity, uh. culture, uh. what we like to read, and who we like to read. Food for Thought, roses are red, violets are super, will you please shove something up in my pooper? <laughs> oh, no. You know, you know, oh my what? god. I- I can Music tell to my that ears. a poet Music wrote to that my ears. because it, it has up in my, in order to keep the scansion nice. Yeah. It's like the up. Yep. You it's know not what? just in my pooper, it's up in my pooper to keep the number of syllables nice. Let me tell you, today is Valentine's Day, y'all. Do you, do you have some, do you have plans? Are you... I know that we all... You know what's so funny is this is like a really lovely time for us to be releasing an episode because... Food for Thought was born Valentine's weekend, I think. Was it on the day or the day before, I think? Or I don't remember. I but remember I literally. I have, I have no memories, no memories whatsoever from prior to the year 2018. Just, it's <laughs> blacked out. I have, no, I just, it's, my wine consumption in the last year has erased everything that happened in my life before then. So, yeah. I, yeah, it's a like happy anniversary yeah. to us. Five years, right? Right. I just want to let the people yes. at home know that Fran is eating a banana and yeah. it's a little bit turning me on. And it's weird to be turned on by Fran. I feel like it's like I'm looking at my sister being like, wow, her tits are kind of nice. You know what? We don't actually have to go there. <laughs> Joseph. Oh Joseph. my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh my god, no one on this I'm Zoom wants this to happen. Your camera Fran. off. <laughs> no, no one can see it. I am, as you may have guessed, filleting a banana. Oh no. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have no... I, girl, I've been inside I'm my brand. house for uh, a month and a half now, and no plans for Valentine's Day. I'm thinking about doing some FaceTime sex, but I feel like doing it on Valentine's Day is, like, too much. It's a commitment, so right? maybe, like, the weekend of, you know what I mean... Yeah, it's like that 30 Rock joke where she accidentally makes a joke for Valentine's Day without, or makes a first date for Valentine's Day without right, 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 realizing right. it. And then you're like, oh no. Um, I uh, I might just spend some time self-loving on Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. you know? Just get get that two-hour J-O session going on. You know, oh wow. Um, I, you know, I used to, historically, on Valentine's Day for the last three years, I do a full day of manicure, pedicure, spa, um, facial. Like, I just do the works. And I, go, you know, leave feeling great and loving myself. And you treat yourself, yeah. I think, I, yeah, I'm similar to Joe. I think I might try that bait thing because I have been thinking about it. And I'm also, um, if people have recommendations, slide in the D, into the DMs because I'm thinking about getting a new Ooh. vibrator or a dildo or maybe several. So I want something that's just, just going to, like, I don't know, take Teams, me over I have, I have a question for you specifically. Do I have plans on Valentine's Day? Me, Tommy Teebs Pico, the person with the least amount of sentiment towards romantic relationships on this podcast and maybe the world? 
Teams, 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 maybe, teams, maybe teams, with teams. hot Cheetos. What, what are you and your Cheetos, bagel bites yeah. going to be doing today to celebrate Valentine's Day and your love for each other? Cooking up in that oven, baby. We got some heat. We got some yes. heat. Um, <laughs> yo, Pete, bitch, I am Tommy Teebs, the Pico Indigenous American poet, screenwriter, uh, TV writer, and all that kind of shit. And it is like 88 degrees in Los Angeles, and I am literally hot. Like, it is sweaty up in these balls. It is hot. I can, as an L.A. girl, I can attest. I'm Fran. Um, I'm a writer. I'm a producer. And uh, I've joined the ranks of every cliched media personality on Substack. Subscribe to my newsletter, y'all. I, oh my gosh, I'm Dennis Thoris II, and I'm a reader and a writer and a former figure skater. And I am thinking of myself as a donut because I have a hole that needs to be plugged. No, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll it's buy tr- your. It's true. I'll buy it's your. Sad but hole. true. Sure. God damn it! <laughs> and I am. I'm so. I'm so desperate. It could. Uh, you know. I am Joseph Osmondson, scientist, nonfiction writer, and I haven't had gonorrhea since 2019, and I miss my friend. <laughs> oh I miss my, my friend. You in the clap. <laughs> Just thick as thieves. <laughs> clap for that. I will clap for that. Oh my god. <laughs> I will clap for that. I'd watch that HBO special. Oh, get that vaccine and go out and find her again. I've been I'm telling for all you, baby. of you. I've been telling all of you when 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 it's the vaccination and it's the aftertimes, we're gonna have so many new STDs. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. I will personally evolve four new STDs. I can't wait. <laughs> the mutations, mama. I'm going to incubate that. Ooh, not incubate. Okay, no. Yes. Moving on, moving on, moving oh on, moving God. on. We don't need to indulge in that kind of bullshit anymore. Uh, who's got the menu this week? I do. Um, so today, our episode is all about attraction. The second part in our four-part horny, horny affair series. Um, first up, We're going to play a classic game of Swipe Right, Swipe Left, Hot People Edition. Uh, Second segment, we return to our impure thought. I'm going to tell a, dare I say, uh, laugh out loud uh, funny story about um, a hookup that I had. Uh, After the meat of our discussion, we are going to polish things off with a little, oh, I don't know, how would would we describe this, Joe? I guess it's kind of like a... A Jane Austen moment? I don't know. We'll, we'll discuss. We'll I discuss. Didn't, I, didn't say. I, I will say, after, after having watched this oh. together, very drunk, my boyfriend and I fully got stuck in an English accent for like two weeks. Okay. And, yeah, yes. A very bad English wow. accent. Yes. Okay. Yes. Can't wait for that. Take it away. Oh. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Puck, puck, no. puck, everybody. Uh, I'm feeling a little peckish. It's time we start the top of the show the way any good top should, with a little tease, our uproarious appetizer segment, Amuse Bouche, and to, uh, to, 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 to gently tap our lips this week. Fran? <laughs> what lips? I haven't gotten my fillers yet, but one day, you know, they'll, they'll be nice and juicy. What about um, Dennis's bussy lips? Okay, no. Dennis's bussy bu- yes. lips. Yes. Why? They need, and they Why? need some tapping. Start Back the fucking game. <laughs> Listen, today we're playing Swipe Right, Swipe Left. It is the episode all about attraction, hotness, sexiness. So we are going to only list mm. the names of people who have been um, labeled hot. Scientifically PM. confirmed. Yes. Scientifically yes. confirmed Either, to be H-O-T. And by scientifically, we mean I source them on social media. So <laughs> we, I'm going to list some hot people. Y'all are going to tell me swipe right or swipe left. And that doesn't mean like 
no, they're not hot, where it's saying like, just no, we don't need that in our lives, period. Um, okay, let's start off with Regina King. You know what? I oh. want Regina to king me. Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> I want her to put on her Watchmen mm-hmm. nun outfit and kick the shit out of me. I, yes, I was going to yes. say that Watchmen yes. leather mama. Yes. Oh. Yeah. That is a, that's just an easy swipe, makeup right? In, just, in, in yes. that show. Her eye makeup. I, I want to be topped by her eye makeup alone. Mm. Mm-hmm. Also, her voice is Very so toppy. hot to me. Just set, that's one I could I could just just go for the yeah. audio all day. Not that she isn't super fine, but she is the very yeah. toppy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, also, can we just talk for one second about the prescient show that that was about white supremacy infiltrating police? Yeah, and a, and a creepy Manchurian mm. Senate candidate trying to overthrow the government. Yeah, it deserved uh, more. It de- it deserved yeah. more seasons. TBA TBA. It deserved more. Yeah. Um, swipe right, swipe left. Bad Bunny. <laughs> I don't know what that is. What is this? Is this a mix of mitosis <laughs> joke? Honestly, wow! You are the genius yes. of this game. Bad Bunny is like I have even literally like one of the most is. streamed artists in the history of the world. You you bitch! Wow, that's honestly anti Latinx. That is anti Latinx. <laughs> yeah. You. Hate my mm-hmm. culture, hate my people. It's fine. I'm Googling um, it now. Swipe right. Bad Bunny is is like a straight bottom. He's a heterosexual bottom, and it is hot. It's very hot to me. I'm not you necessarily know. like into analingus. Swipe so I'm not, like right. giving, but I want to run my tongue all over that man's hole. <laughs> all over that man. uh, oh wow! Now that is something from right, Teeps. Yeah. Swipe right. Swipe, swipe left. Right. Adam Levine. Adam Levine is so hot, you guys. What? Joseph. No. <laughs> what? No. I think no, I don't dare, believe lies, dare lies, I say and this is more, more controversial than Dennis saying they want to pow, uh, plow Colin Powell? <laughs> no. That is more controversial. Because here's the thing. I, I, I the, it's, it's, it's about like I one of the things agreed. that I, this made me realize I was queer and not straight was like the 90s kind of grunge pop rock shirtless tattooed look. And so, mm-hmm. like, ever since, what was that? That what was that other guy who did that? The like 90s, I can't remember. Kurt but Cobain? This whole the tattoos. Macaroon 5? Ma- macaroon, macaroon 5. Macaroon 5. <laughs> <laughs> not, but yeah, it's just, it, it, to me, it is like, it is, it, it was a sexual awakening and I've never gone back to sleep. Sugar Ray? What? That is fine. That is fine when you're 16, Joe. It's fine. You are a grown yeah. ass man. And I will also tell you this. I don't believe it because I don't know you to be attracted to white people. <laughs> and Adam Levine is a pale white person. Yeah. I don't happen. believe you it. You know what? I, the only reason I put him on this list is because he's always on like, like, you know, sexiest man alive list, like very perplexingly. But you really, Joe, have over. But, you know, as a wow. side note, I, I will say That's as a side Joe. note, Tommy, you and I are now going to start a Maroon 5 cover band called Macaroon 5. <laughs> and all the songs are just, they're just going to be about Macaroon. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Also, Dennis, don't pretend that you would not about fuck Macaroon. I mean, I'm sure I would fuck him. He's got a whole lot of money, but like, I'm not actually attracted to him. Oh I was in high school. I thought he was the hottest thing ever, and then I graduated out. Of onto that. onto seditionist senators, Dennis. Uh, swipe. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Swipe right, swipe left. Chris Pratt. 
I like thick Pratt. Homophobe. Like, you like when thick Pratt. Thick Pratt was way more attractive to me. I like I was I not I don't say I'm into Chris Pratt, but I was more attracted to Chris Pratt when Chris was thick. I liked that. Mm, yeah. 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 I will swipe left, unfortunately. I mean, with or without his problematic behavior, it's not exactly he's a little too like normy looking. He's kind of just plain. You know what I mean? Normie. Doesn't do it he for me. He doesn't do it for me. Swipe left. I don't, we don't, I don't LMAO, need, I I'm don't sorry, Alex, uh, our producer just put in the chat that Blake Shelton is 6'5". Tommy, did you know this? No, I'm literally, I took a break to Google. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, swipe right, swipe left, Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> oh my god. Swipe right. Another top. Swipe right. Let me right. tell you that I, I feel swipe bad right. that she ever had to work with Chris Pratt. My God. I know. Yeah. But I that- want her I want her to top me until all of my molecules have come apart from all of my other molecules. Until I'm, I am just a cloud of ethereal molecules that once was Josef Osmondson. What a, but what God. a talented, I mean, seriously, what a talented person to have this kind of persona that she's always played in different movies. And then to do this Hulu movie, what was it called again? The Happiest Season. And to steal the show and to transcend like what we knew about Aubrey Plaza, damn. I would watch a whole uh, other movie about her. Aubrey Plaza's looks from across the room in that movie are my sexuality. Yeah. I, I, I want to see the sequel. I want to see the sequel to that that's just Aubrey Plaza and Dan Levy's characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Same, 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 same. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tommy, you're kind of hot for Dan Levy, aren't you? I would definitely hump the hair off of his eyebrows. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say it. Y'all know that eyebrows are a big thing for me. I want to suck those eyebrows like mama. Um, Swipe right. I hope he listens to the show. I really do hope. He would never. Swipe right, swipe left. Sean Mendez. Oh my God. The look of perplex. No one knows who Sean Mendez is. I know who that person is because my very good friend, my very good friend Roy Perez was fixated on this person. I was listening to the read and um, and I think Crystal is like, the only thing I know about that man is that he says he's not gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. you know. I've recently, I've recently learned um, who Harry Styles is, and so I feel like Sean Mendez. I will learn of him soon because I think they were in the same group together ages ago. I don't think so. Right? Is that correct? I Google image search Sean Mendez, and I still don't know what he looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I feel about him too. I can't tell if he's Connor Franta yeah. or if he's Timothy Chalamet or. He's like the human embodiment of pixel drift. You know, like on in computers and the pixels drift, and you're just like, I don't know what this looks like anymore. I don't know what this human like this human being. Right, right, right. Like when I see Sean Mendez, all of a sudden I am diagnosed with face blindedness. And I I truly can't I have no idea what any faces are and, and, and can't see him physically. Um Yeah. We don't I feel like we don't need him because there we, we go. have bad body. That's absolutely right. Um, swipe right, swipe left. Michael B. Jordan. <sighs> Have you seen Jill. the nudes? Swipe right. Have you seen the nudes? Wait, <sighs> what? There's nudes? Candid one, yes. beach nudes. Oh my god, I love mm-hmm. the candid nude. I love one that's not shot like from an mm-hmm. iPhone because like heterosexuals don't know how to take photos of themselves with iPhones. But that sounds very wonderful to me. Killmonger is my ultimate king. Swipe right, swipe left. Gwyneth Paltrow? Who put this on the list? 
I know everyone always says that I'm a Goop fan, but... So I hate Goop. I hate everything Gwyneth stands for, but I find her so fucking hot. This is Joe. Wow. She, so at the same time... Again, at the I, same don't time as I don't believe it. As the that. shirtless singing tattooed men were like a sexual fantasy of mine in like middle school, high school. Gwyneth Paltrow and Emma with the, the collarbones and the dresses was like absolutely like I want her so bad. And still to this day, I find her so fucking hot. So you like a chaste Aryan woman. <laughs> Joseph. I guess. Joseph. This thing. I don't under. You were. Wow, you were so basic. Just leaning oh, in. Not to whiteness. defend Goop for a second, but she is not chased. She is historically extremely sex positive and does a lot of like stuff. Not that it's like content that you need to subscribe to, but. No, yeah. She's very sex- sexual. I mean, the sort of image of mm. Emma, like that oh, it was that Emma, it was oh, Emma right, that right, got right. you, that it wasn't like Shakespeare right, in, love, in the royal tenant bombs, yeah. and she has the eye makeup and is smoking cigarettes all the time and is missing a finger. She's actually a good actress. I wish she had just done acting because she's very good and attractive. Also. If this was like the invasion of, if this I mean, was the invasion of the body snatchers, I'd be like, they definitely got Joe. Because that's not him. They got Joe. I, too, would say. None of this Um, tracks. Swipe right, swipe left. Henry Golding. Oh, yes. 100%. Yes, I want right. to swipe right. I'm gonna swipe right. He can, he can mine my gold mm. anytime. Not he to wants. the, the canary appreciate. died, Dennis. I'm sorry to say the canary died in that. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was bad. But it's true. Uh, he he just yeah. I you know I Henry him. Golding is absolutely the manifestation of like all of my sexual fantasies. However, I'm gonna swipe left on his acting ability, which is really not great. I don't. He, know. His I acting is just like a. Mama. It's just a smirk. It's like a yeah, which is a very, it's a very good smirk. It's a That's very good smirk. That's all we need. That smirk can make me happy. Oh, yeah. Um, it swipe can. right, swipe left. Zendaya. How old oh is Zendaya? <laughs> oh no! Swipe right. Oh, no. Zendaya. Right. Oh, no. as, as per usual, I am googling the age of a hot oh, celebrity. Oh no! Alex knew it. Okay. Alex knew it. Alex Zendaya is twenty-four. She's grown. <laughs> Alex, swipe right. Alex did like have to birthday. Google. She knew off the top, or she put it in the chat. Alex paid twenty. She knew. Alex paid twenty thousand dollars to have someone do- develop an app called "How Old Is Zendaya," <laughs> where he just tells you her age and reminds you. Okay, that she's so we can age. ethically swipe right. She is hot. She is bonifiable, and she's very she's into like what I'm into, which is kind of like androgyny and like like almost like I was gonna say faggot culture, but that might be a bit of a misnomer. Like I think (laughs) that the fashion that she brings to the table with La Roach, her stylist, is like so gender fuckery and next level, and it's very hot to me. Regina King also is in that in that camp of like the fashion that she brings is so hot. And Zendaya's just really, really good at her job. Like, yeah, she's she a is. very good actress. And also, like, I find yeah, her, super uh, talented. like, non-actor personality, like, her off-the-cuff personality, her, her like, almost, like, talk show but not personality, I find that to just be so, for lack of a better word, likable. She's very charming. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's infuriating when someone yeah. is so hot and also likable. It's, uh, yeah. it's like, how, da- how dare you? For our next course, Fran is serving up a slightly slutty story, I believe. It is at least slightly slutty, I will say. Um, So this story takes place 
in that very bizarre um, kind of uh, center of the, the eye of the storm of the pandemic where LA cases were not too awful and you could try and have safe sex here and there. I don't know if everyone remembers that kind of like era, but you know, I will say, picture this. Model. Oh, yes. Yes, paint me a picture. Tattoos, shoulder length hair, Mexican, big eyebrows, mama, big eyebrows, perfect skin, perfect bone structure, and he's a masseuse. Uh, oh no! Or a, a masseur, as he corrected me. Um, I, I, this. <laughs> so this man is not only like shockingly hot, but like it, it can massage me. And I was like, check, 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 and check. Um, before our date, we were like kind of like texting a lot. Uh, about things that are uniquely hot to me. We were talking about the moon. We were talking about mysticism. We were talking about, like, wearing dresses and gender fuckery and, like, stuff that you honestly just, like, don't get a lot to, like, of conversation on from, like, other people on dating apps. Um, Sorry, was it a date or was it a sex date? uh, You know, that was kind of murky, which is part of where this story goes. You can put a pin in that. It's kind of important. We were texting ahead. Sexy pictures were ex- exchanged. Um, by the time he had actually come over, I felt like we had reached this kind of sexual culmination. And the video that I sent him was some of my best work, I will say. And I know a lot of people listening to this podcast are probably like, wait, Fran, but you don't send nudes. Like, that's not your thing. Let me tell you, the pandemic has changed me. I, I have evolved, mama. And my, <laughs> my nudes are now out there. They're just out. But... I had sent him a few things that I felt were particularly drool-worthy, and he was giving me a lot of, like, you know, kind of, like, sexting back. I was getting a lot of, like, energy, and I think that, I don't know if all y'all are like that, but that is, like, really important to me before a sexual interaction is, like, the lubing up of, like, sexting each other a little bit, sending a photo here or there, or just, like, chatting and getting to know the person is still something, even if it's not sexual, that's very hot to me. It makes you feel so much more comfortable. And just, like, you have a good sense that, oh, okay, we're going to vibe because we have we find some more things hot and you trust them a little bit. It's so, it's so important. So key. And even hotter, this man was coming, driving, driving to come to my apartment. I live alone. And he said, oh, I always have my massage table in my car. I can give you a massage. Oh, my God. Can you... Anyways, I just, ultimate fantasy. Very, very pertinent to our discussion last week about fantasy. Um, By the time, the point I'm trying to make here is that by the time he came to my apartment, we had really reached a peak. And I'm expecting him to come in and to, like, ravage me and tear my clothes off. Or or at least be, like, flirty. You know what I mean? Like, um, I douched thoroughly, shaved my pubes. Got the good smells on. I, I was breaking out the good smells. You know what I mean? Those oils and the butt scrub and all that stuff. Um, he comes over. It's very charming, very funny. Looks very hot. He's very complimentary. This man chatters for maybe an hour uninterrupted. Like, not, not a single... I was, like, barely prompting him. This man talk, talked about... Everything. I know how many siblings his ha- he has. I know why his car is busted up. I know, like, what he's watching right now. I know why he moved here from Hawaii or whatever. Like, I, I know th- this guy's life story. And, like, I don't know if y'all have, if you know this about me, but, like, it's actually someone I'm dating or not dating. It's a really huge turnoff for me if they 
are not ever trying to make a two-way conversation. I know conversation is a skill set that not everyone has, but like the least you can do is like ask another person a question. And um, I think with this guy, with this guy and a lot of others like him, it's just like it was just nonstop. It's like as if I cared about everything he said over the span of like that hour. Um, I hate to break it to you, so, Fran, but I have a feeling like in the aftertimes, there's going to be a lot of that because people have not had an extent, like extended social interactions ever. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the first few months is just going to be people like they are on stage with a mic. Yeah. I mean, that is like, yep. Teebs, that is such a good observation. I actually hadn't even thought about that. Um, because we have all this pent up, pent up like chattering with him. And just, you know, for COVID safety reasons, like this was a situ- because I'm psycho, but also just trying to be responsible. It's just like, when was your last COVID test? Like, who is your pod? Like, and this guy hadn't seen anybody other than his family. He lived, he lives with his parents. He hadn't seen anybody for like months. And so I, that does make sense now that you say it. And so this hour goes by and then he goes, he like stopped. It was like, I I should not cinematic. It was almost comical. He stops and he just goes, gonna kiss you. Ah! And and I was like, like, and and he kisses me, which Alex says maniacal. I agree. Sociopathic. (laughs) And I I was like, yeah. And, and it was good. It was a real, he's a a good kisser. He's feels really sexy. It's like, it's just like, I also like, this is awful and like really self-degrading and I shouldn't say this, but like, I feel like he's one of the hottest people that I've like ever really been intimate with. And so there was this real, like, Oof, like just this oof feeling of like, oh, I'm so, I'm like hard. I'm like, get, I'm like, so it's like one of those situations where you're like, because you haven't had sex in so long, you're just like immediately like, kind of like there or edging or whatever. All of a sudden, mid makeout, he goes, I'm kind of hungry. Can we go get Indian food? There's this place that's around the corner that I like really like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, uh, okay. This is like, uh, I'm getting whiplash. Yeah, I'm from whiplash. Like, um, it was like, it was that kind of whiplash. And let me tell you, this man did not ask me if I wanted to get Indian food. This did, This man did not say, are you hungry? What are you feeling? Do you have recommendations? It was like, we're going to get Indian food. There's this place that's three minutes away. And I was just like, and this man is so hot that obviously I'm like, gaga goo goo, of course we can go get Indian food. And in my head, I'm thinking Indian food, Indian food, Indian food, not good for sex. This is a bad idea. What is going to happen? Um, We go to get Indian food. We come back. He eats so much Indian food. Uh, like it, it was like a, it, it was like a, so much. And meanwhile, I'm like, I've like, eat, I have like a full meal in front of me and I've eaten like three bites of rice. And I'm like, mmm, good, great, love this. And like, I'm just thinking about how like, I really don't want him to leave without fucking me. Um, and so, I mean, it's, it's so funny because in COVID times, it's so different, right? You've already done the dangerous thing, which is kissing. That's yeah. the dangerous thing. That is like, the dangerous thing. We've already kissed, so plow me. Yeah, <laughs> you know? girl. Like that's always we've time. taken the risk. This is plow disrespectful. Disrespectful. This man yeah. had been hinting for a while that he wanted to smoke, and I finally was just like, "Okay, let's smoke." We um we we get a little high. We start watching The Face, starring Naomi Campbell, which is an incredible reality TV show from like the early aughts. If you haven't watched it, it's so good. And we just watch like two episodes of TV. And in my head, I'm like sitting next to this extremely hot person. And I'm like, I'm like, 
I'm like, I, you know me, I'm not an offensive player. That's not my T. I, I try, I'm not proud of it, but I'm, I'm just not good at that. I need people to make moves on me. And so we're sitting watching and I'm like, you know, trying to touch his arm, stroke his hair. I'm not really getting anything back. It was like, honestly, a little demoralizing. I was like, I'm not feeling, either this man is not attracted to me or I'm feeling like, he just doesn't know how to like hit the ball back. You know what I mean? I, I, I had a feeling that it was the latter. All of a sudden, mid episode, he just takes his shirt off. Just, ta- just takes it off, puts it on the ground, lays back. It was like, it was like the opening of like, you know, all that terrible like frat boy porn you watch, you know, where they're just like, take your shirt off. It's like some, as if someone just told him to take his shirt off. It was so bizarre. And his nipples, this is not an exaggeration, the most beautiful nipples I've ever seen in my entire life. And what was so bizarre was that they were never not hard. From the second that man entered to when he left, they stayed hard, which I've never seen before. I, it, it should be studied, to be totally honest. Like, it was wild. And so I, you know, it takes me a while to get there, but I inevitably start kissing him. I start putting the moves on him. He's giving it back to me. I was like, okay, this man is just bad at being offense. That's the issue. I'm going to try and be a little harder of a player. I find out that nipple play is his thing. And so we do, I like, I, mama, I munch on those nipples. Like it's a motherfucking snack. And he is getting like, like he's getting, he's writhing. He's getting crazy. I'm doing a pretty good job of building up what I think is pretty great foreplay. And he is giving me a lot of positive feedback for the first time (laughs) in like this, you know, sex state that we have, you know, created together. And so um, I all, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, we're gonna remove our clothes. And I'm, I take off his pants. He's got a very, very beautiful dick. I am like natural progression. I'm gonna start sucking him off. After seven seconds of my mouth on his penis, this man comes in, in my mouth. I love and, that. That is and, so hot to me. I, and you know, that's it, so hot to me. You know, it's I like, don't, as someone who comes early, I don't want to shame people that come early. That's fine. I, I, I personally, in that instance, was like, but I really wanted you to be inside me. You know what I mean? Like, this should be inside me. You know what I mean? Like, I think that was what was running through my head. And so it was a little <laughs> bummed, but it was still hot. And I think that part of like, Part of my disappointment was the fact that, like, my pants were, like, barely even off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. also, like, he never gave me a fucking massage. You know what I mean? And so, <laughs> and so. Somehow that is the <laughs> most offensive part of all of this. And, well, let me tell you, this is where the twist is. By the time he comes back, or sorry, by the, after he comes, you will not guess what happens next. He starts laughing hysterically. Like, like a, a childlike giggle that is clearly involuntary. And it is like so, it was so bizarre and weird. And like, you know, sometimes when like your head is really ticklish it, it, or your head is really sensitive after you come, like you have that ticklish sensation. I was like, oh, maybe this is just like a weird thing around like his climax and something that happens all the time. And so I was like, oh my God, I was just kind of like a little struck by what's happening. And so I go to like, I was like, what's going on? And I go to touch his shoulder and he goes, don't touch me, don't touch me, don't touch me, don't touch me, don't touch me. And I was like, I was like, I was like, what? And and he goes, oh my, I, I'm just, re- I'm really, really ticklish right now. Like, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm just really ticklish. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. And, and every time I would try to like 
touch his leg or like be like, is everything okay? He would just start laughing more. And he was like, I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just, my body's really sensitive. I'm so sorry. And, it, and so it reaches the point where I'm like, do I need to call a doctor? <laughs> because oh my this man is like, has not stopped laughing. And I say to him, I was like, does this usually happen? And like through the laughing, he's like, no, 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 this never happens. It was just like a lot of buildup. And like, I haven't, you know, I haven't been with someone in what, blah, 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 all this different stuff. And I'm like, what? I was like, what's going on? This man has like a laugh attack for like, too long. Like, or what I should say is that I was not allowed to touch this man, which is very hard to do, by the way, for 15, 20 minutes, maybe wow. more. Because his, he, the, the experience of his orgasm like had created such a bizarre bodily reaction. And like, I don't know what, I want to know what y'all think of that. Because when I told some of my friends about this experience, they were like, maybe it was like the orgasm was so crazy that it like blew his mind. And like, that's like kind of hot and all this stuff. And I was like, and I was like, I don't know. It's like, that's like, that sounds hot in the theory, but like someone just like laugh after you climax. Like that's not super hot to me. You know what I mean? Like what if would, the, I don't know. What would y'all even do? If I was, if this was like a work of fiction and I was writing a character who got extremely ticklish after their first um, orgasm with another person in a pandemic, I would say that it was a reaction to being vulnerable like physically vulnerable because mm-hmm. like because like you know mm-hmm. the parts where you're ticklish mm-hmm. are the parts where you don't want people to touch you or like you know they're the parts that don't get touched very often and so his body hasn't been touched very often and so yeah. it just took over his whole body yeah yeah and i also think i mean i guess i don't know much about how he's handling being a masseur during a pandemic but it's interesting because in what you described in a lot of ways like you were the one who was performing a lot of the sex act on him and so he wasn't in control and as a masseuse a lot of the contact that he does have during this pandemic is probably where he's in control physically even like more so control so i think that like there's probably a psychological there's definitely a psychological component to it as well as the very real fact that our bodies do react in very unique ways when we give them experiences that they haven't had in a long time when they've been sort of deprived yeah. did 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 he help you get your own giggle fest that's the saddest part of this story is that man did not even try showed conveyed no interest in getting me off and that to me is where forgiveness that is where I'm just like, okay, I actually no longer have any grace for you because you set us all up on this scenario. And I think that my diagnosis is that this man suffered from hot person syndrome. And I think that this is actually very mm. pertinent to today's today's discussion that we're going to get into. But I feel like hot person syndrome, aka when someone is like so, so hot, so obliteratingly hot that they actually, no one has ever really told him no or asked anything of him. And like, no one has ever done anything other than give him exactly what he wants. Like that Mm -hmm. to me is what this person was like suffering from. And so I took it pretty, it was honestly a hard week, hard week for me because it felt like a lot of anticipation and not a lot of playoff, but not gonna lie. I would like to have sex with him again. (laughs) No! So when the vaccine pops off. Did you know that it's a major theme of David Foster Wallace's book, Infinite Jest, how being beautiful isolates us from others? Shut up. I fucking hate you. If you were at home playing Food for Thought Bingo. Producer Alex, edit that out. (laughs) 
teams. Uh, what oh I was going to say is what I found most impressive up top, what I was going to say after you were like, this is maybe the hottest, you know, person I've ever hooked up with. And then you said he was a really good kisser. And I was like, oh, so he yeah. was good at, I thought we were going to get also into the sex part and to say that he was good at that. But this mm-hmm. tracks, to be honest with you, because the yeah, hottest tracks, men yeah. that I've ever yeah, dated or f- fucked have been the be- the worst at sex. Mm. Yeah. Like, because they that, never had that. to work for it. They never had to do anything. Mm. It's time we get to the meat of our discussion. The thought process, spelled T-H-O-T. T-H-O-T. To sling our bratwurst this week, Joe. Nummy, nummy, num. No. I want to be boiled in beer and fried on a grill. Anyway. You want to be air fried? I want to be air fry me, yes, until my skin sizzles. Um, What does it mean to be hot, speaking of air frying? My training in chemistry tells me that heat and hotness is nothing but motion. When they're hot, atoms in a substance or solution move around more quickly. Being cool is the opposite. We call the temperature absolute zero when all molecular motion stops. Like the speed of light, absolute zero is a number that we can approach but never actually arrive at. And how hot can the universe get? Experiments at the Large Hadron Collider uh, developed temperatures that were 9.9 trillion degrees Fahrenheit, which is over 300,000 times the temperature of the sun. While cold is limited by physics, there's no limit to hotness. It can always get hotter. And heat makes molecules further apart in in a system. It literally distances things from one another. I think this metaphor gets to the problem with being or wanting to be hot, which honestly is something we all want. But no, hot is never hot enough. I don't want to be hot, Are, Joe. I, I, I stay hot. I am hot. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to do some reading out loud from the group chat. Um, <laughs> and our desire to be hot makes us further away from others. We constantly have to work on being or finding ourselves hot. So thoughts to jump off, I want to ask, regardless of how others see you, what makes you feel hot? Hearing somebody laugh. Like if I can make oh. if I make somebody laugh, I feel like you can't tell me shit. You could call me a bitch, but you have to call me a bitch that's funny. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you can't touch me if I if I'm making somebody laugh. Wow. It's like I feel like the hottest person in American history. Mm. So, and you're so good at it, Tommy. You're mm. so good at making people laugh. I, I do it for a mm. living, bitch. I'm a comedy writer now. So, yes. <laughs> also, like, yes. if I feel, honestly, in my voice, if I am, um, you know, warmed up and, and like, and my voice is doing, you know, it's like a good day. My voice is doing everything I needed to do. Just, like, just being able to fucking sing my face off. It's just, I'm like, I'm stardust, bitch. Nope. You're not touching me. I, something that is very hot to me. Um, I love making people laugh as well, Tommy. Um, something's very hot to me actually is like, like faggotry. Like I, and I, when I, when I say this, I mean in the genderless sense of the term, like trans and non-binary people who identify as faggots who have a kind of faggot expressiveness, people with faggot voices, people with like dangly earrings and like, and like, and clothing gender fuckery. Like that is, is so hot, 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 hot to me. So hot. Like, and and I think that for me that ha- is is a new kind of thing that I've I've started to feel hot as I've like you know slowly but surely decolonized my desire and like what we're attracted to like I'm learning to like love the things about what I love about just people in general um, and that that is always like I think very hot. 
I like am sort of perplexed by this because I don't know where it comes from. I don't like live in a perpetual state of fear, but one of the hottest things to me is when someone can make me feel kind of like protected or taken care of. That's like super, super hot. And like, so like physically, if I'm like with someone it might be their hand on the small of my back um, is like of motion that really, really turns me on. But just like if, if someone is saying that they are going to protect me in some way or something like that really, really turns me on and like legitimately makes me very horny. Um, Like will literally take me from zero to 60 and like, a second. Um, so that's the thing that turns me on. And then the other thing is, this is more like when I'm just by myself, but like, like if I lived by myself, I would walk around in my apartment all day in like lingerie and kitten heels, like, and I would feel so sexy. So like lingerie definitely turns me on stilettos, heels, just in terms of for myself, like I feel very hot, um, when I'm high femme. In my last relationship, I was all like very got into lingerie in like a big way that was very unexpected. I totally share that with you, Dennis. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's it's been I will admit that um the last 12 months have been really hard for me to feel hot. Um and and you know, it's really it feels shitty to talk about the effect of a pandemic on on how I feel in my body and how I see myself. But it's also really true, and it's something that I think we're, a lot of people are grappling with. You know, I feel really hot, really, really hot. And it has nothing to do with sex or hooking up. But if I have no, if I have my contacts in and eye makeup on and a see-through top and I'm listening to music at a club and I'm wearing heels, I just feel so, like, it's it's a version of myself that, I never thought I'd be able to have, and it, it feels so sexy. And so it's it's been really hard in the past year to to not be as physically active as I as I normally am, which makes me feel really in tune with my body. Um, to not be able to put on makeup and go out of the house and and see and be seen by other other people, I've been really struggling with feeling hot the last year, you guys. Not to be a total bitch, but I am experiencing the opposite. <laughs> wow. I, 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 I actually would love y'all's help in, like, trying to figure out or therapizing and, like, why this is. But, like, uh, since the beginning of the pandemic, I've done so much more exploration of my own sexiness. And y'all know, everybody who listens to this podcast knows that I'm like, come on, gender dysphoria, let's get sick. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm, I'm, t- I have a terrible self-image problem, and I think that the combination of um, starting to send nudes and videos for the first time in my life, um, buying cute toys and lingerie for myself or with others, um, and honestly, I think it also is like I think the weight gain for me is something that I as someone who has struggled with disordered eating in like the early, early teen years is something that I've really come to like love and enjoy. And like the, the weight gain in like my stomach and like my ass is something that I'm just like learning to love. And maybe it's because it's just the quarantine gives you an opportunity to do more self-work or to be with your, to, to force you to be with yourself is like a really difficult task, but the pandemic forces you to do that. And I think that as someone who is pre-pandemic, extremely, extremely busy and doesn't make time to be alone with myself on purpose because it's scary to be alone with yourself. Um, Now it feels like, oh, well, while you're here, let's unpack a few of these things and make you feel better. You know what I mean? 
That is know? that is so real, Fran. I you know I think one of the yeah. things I've been trying really hard to do in therapy th- this year has been. I mean, one the grief of all of the death and and how different our lives are and how atomized and distant we are from one another mm-hmm. is so so much to carry. But yeah. I think we also in in order to carry that grief, we have to accept that that has been a productive year in other ways. It's been productive for a lot of folks mm-hmm. in in sitting with themselves and working on themselves and in maybe building closer relationships with a smaller number of people and mm-hmm. not being able to sort of um, busy ourselves to look away from our, our our problems and that that frame of of the past year looking it's not to say that the grief and other stuff hasn't been there, but it's just to say, to be grateful for the things that it has given us. And Fran, I, you know, as your friend, I feel like, oh, I've seen some, like, I've totally seen the impact of, of this on, on, on you as a person and as a friend. So. Um, oh. Oh. Yeah. oh. <laughs> Fran has. Yeah. Also, also, I would like to I would like to note that Fran actually Fran's joke always is Joe, do not therapize me on the podcast. <laughs> and Fran started that story with please therapize me on yeah. the podcast. Mama, so I'm just like like I like I said, girl, I've evolved. Um, I think a good a good pivot might be to get out of this deep feeling stuff and into something a little more shallow. Like what <laughs> what is like how do you all navigate either being called or calling someone cute versus hot versus beautiful versus Mm. gorgeous. You know what I mean? Like all of these things are like very, very different. Like they're not interchangeable at all. And when we use them, they're, Mm -mm. even though sometimes it's subconscious, like it's very intentional. You know what I mean? Um, How do y'all differentiate like those terms Mm -hmm. and how we like, subcategorize our desire. I don't know because it's like because uh, because it's like another person's intention headbutting um my internalized feelings about myself. You know, so it's like I can't always speak to like, some people might like saying cute. It sounds infantilizing to me. If you call me yep, cute, I I'm going to call you a fucking bitch, bitch. Like <laughs> <laughs> whereas yeah. like, you know, somebody like uh, like the last one of the last times I hooked up with somebody in the pre in the in the before times, he like I've come to understand that my scent is intoxicating to some people. And I'm specifically mm. talking about the musk of my under. And there have been more than a few people who've just like smelled my pit and was just like, fuck. That's so fucking hot. And it's like not my thing, but watching somebody else get turned on by something that I have no control over. That's just a part of me that I didn't yeah. cultivate. And then yeah. I didn't I didn't spend years trying to make a smellier pit. You know, it's just something physically that I have. I that's all I need. We don't actually you don't have to put your thing in my tight thing. You could just smell my pits and I and like I could just watch you get hard and I would be out of this. It takes me out. <laughs> I don't, when I think about differentiating those terms, which is definitely a thing that I do, I, infantilization is just never part of it, like that term, even though that's real in terms of the way that sometimes people think of being cute. Um, When I think of hot, I think of someone where I can like look at them and immediately I want them to plow me. (laughs) And there are so many different Mm. things about a person whether they're physical things or personality things that might make me immediately be like, I want you to like 
ravage my body in whatever way you want. Like there are so many different things. So it could be someone who it definitely can be someone who maybe like isn't traditionally sort of what what we totally consider attractive in our in our problematic society. Um, when I think of cute, it's like I'm definitely there's a physical attraction there, but also there's something more emotional. There's something more um, sort of casual. It's, it's a little maybe, more like right, or less intense, yeah. less visceral, maybe. Yes, characteristic and less visceral of a response. But there's like a warmth that I um, that opens up inside me and a that I'm interested in. That opens I, up inside you. Someone is cute. Or it's like yeah. something like My beautiful. Pussy. I what I always in- interpret that as like respect, but it's not sexual. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I, yeah, it's like a painting yeah. or something. It's not a person. I'm gonna clock it. I see. I can think of that as sexual, though. I can beautiful. If someone tells me I'm beautiful, I think they want to fuck me. Not always. But I'm sometimes. gonna clock it, Teebs. I-, I feel like beautiful and gorgeous are adjectives and a lot of times euphemisms that white people use to describe people of color that they're not attracted to or people mm. with Ooh. people. I think that people that are not structurally Mm -hmm. hot, that maybe are, have different body types, or maybe are people of color, are often described as gorgeous or beautiful. Whether that's like on Grindr or on Instagram or what have you, I feel like, am I like totally like, I'm paranoid for thinking that, but I do often feel like it's like, it's like, oh, I'm not, you know, porn star hot, but like you would, you know, put me on the cover of a magazine or something, which is like a different, you know what I mean? Like, I think that it's like a different, yeah. you know, category mm-hmm. of like a person's desire that almost has nothing to do with desire. It's like you become an object, you know? I totally. Yeah. And there's a, because there's a barrier there, right? There's a barrier that I feel like that word when it's yeah. being used in that way, um, that, that they're like, and they are, dis- they are sort of establishing that barrier on their end. Like, you're a vision to look at, but I but mm. I don't want to fuck you. I don't think you're paranoid at all. I totally. I feel think like that's a lot of accurate. these words actually do that. Cute does that to me a hundred percent. Like mm. I, I am I'm almost like triggered by being called cute because so many times people have called me cute in a way to be like you're adorable, but I definitely am not really attracted to you. Ooh, yeah. Um, you know, and 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 I think a lot of these words, you know, I think sexy and hot are kind of like express desire, and the other words express an appreciation that may not be desire at all. But I, I think you know what what you're talking about, Fran, is is sort of um, this like this wokeness that is like a faux wokeness where it's like feel, people feel like, well, okay, I can't have only white people on my hot men page anymore, mm-hmm. so I have to include other people and I have to include other type of bodies, but that doesn't. It's 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 going to be purely surface, and it doesn't actually reflect a changing set of desires in myself or in our community to actually understand what what beauty is, interrogate what beauty is, its relationship to body fascism, its relationship to white supremacy, you know, and 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 to sort of do the digging. You know, it's it's so hard because hotness and sexiness are both individual and cultural at the same time. You know, it's there's nothing more personal than like, I'm attracted to this person and I want to sleep with them. And at the same time, it's the accumulation of all of our desires that become cultural norms. And so I feel like that sort of what's happening in my body versus what's happening in culture makes people very defensive you know this is like oh it's just my desire it's just you know it's my preference or whatever which we all know is fucked but i i think that relationship between how we feel individually and how we feel culturally and how we construct those things is we're not yet bridging 
that gap. And I think it comes from actually sitting down and being like, well, what does it mean that I only find it, it individually being like, what does it mean that I only find people with six packs hot? Mm. And, mm. and, and do I have to change that? And if I do have to change that, how, I don't, you know, how do I change that? So let's probe into that mama. I, I'm yeah. curious, like, how do you, how did, how did you, how did, how did we like start to like shift our desire? You know, what, what is, what does that look like? Obviously it's a slow process. I think that's the thing is like, it's not an overnight thing. I'm curious about teams because I feel like teams never had this type of a desire for the, the structurally hot True. body or person. I don't, well, let's look at this term structurally hot and, 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 and let's just, let's just interrogate that term first, first, because sure, sure, sure. I would like, I would, I would, I would hazard to say it would it's more of like this inheritance of cultural culturally defined um beauty and 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 sex right and i just culturally came up different i was raised on a res my standard for what a body but a body looks like is was just different um they, there wasn't skinny people on the res for the most part. And if they were, they outgrew it very quickly. <laughs> so, and, and, and also there wasn't like a cult of, uh, fitness that I observed. And so it's just what turns me on was formatively different, but also that doesn't mean that I wasn't at the, at the uh, uh, the recipient of 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 a culture of a different type of uh, body and a different type of beauty and a different type of sex because that's what happened when you turned on the TV. So it's, I wasn't insulated yeah. from it. It's just yeah. the reality yeah. Yeah. of it was different for me. I have a lot of thoughts on this topic because I did really kind of go through a transformation because I did grow up in middle America, white suburbia. Went to prep school where the Sean coat, the muscular white. Not, not having any body hair man was like my standard for hotness when I was um, in high school and like for a decent part of college before it started to evolve and change. And I think that like one of the things that I did, so when I was in high school, I took this class called Gandhi King and Conflict Resolution. And we read this book that a lot of lawyers read and a lot of negotiators and, and it's called Getting to Yes. And in it, you simulate all of these different negotiations where um, and we had to act these out in this class. And one of the big lessons that I learned in that was the idea that like when people are negotiating in very specific terms, it's really important to understand what their desire is and so, and how you can meet that that need, even if it's not giving them what they're saying they want. This idea that there's 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 a need or a desire that's underneath what they're telling you. And so that lesson was was really powerful to me. And one of the things that I eventually started to do in my 20s was I began to interrogate my desire. When I thought about this type of man, what did this type of body communicate to me that I wanted satisfied? And what I began to realize was that it wasn't inherently six packs. It wasn't inherently muscles that turned me on. It was what I thought that those meant to me and for me, what I thought they meant about myself, what I thought they meant about what this that person could do for me. Again, I've always been really attracted to people who I feel like can protect me. Don't know where that comes from. I'm working on that with my therapist. And so that was really, that's been a really important thing for me. Um, and when I think about like 
I have always been attracted to black men. But when I a few years ago, when I really was like, I am not attracted to enough black men. And I like thought about this. I realized that a lot of the things that I wanted from white men I was getting from the black men Mm. that were pursuing me. And then all of a sudden it changed so much about my desire around around race. It starts with like a cognizance and you trying to change, shift that like, oh, this is something I should do to something you will do. And it's also like, I think important to know, like, it's not a quota you're feeling, mama. You know, like De- Dennis didn't like wake up and was like, I need no, to sleep right. with more black men here. Like, let me just check off my boxes here. Right. You know, that's like not how this works. It's it's literally entering a new kind of consciousness um, until you do and until it is like your truth. And and the, the, the kind of you grow into the person that you actually want to be and stop sleeping with guys who um, come in seven seconds and who come in seven seconds and and don't give you Mm -hmm. a massage. Um, Speaking about coming, let's bring it back to boners. And I would like to ask you, (laughs) what is a part of a person's body that gets you every time? Obviously I'm an eyebrows girl. I'm also (laughs) a really, I'm really big on butts. Um, despite the fact that I err on the side of bottom, I, I, I am a big butt girl and I love to eat ass. And so that's like a really, really big thing for me. Um, hands. Oh, bitch. I love big hands. I love, I love, I love prominent knuckles. I love hairy fingers. I love big hands. On on first dates, Dennis, I look for hand size for the opposite reason. I would love a small hand and tiny wrist, all the easier to be fisted. Well, we know why that is, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. I actually, I honestly don't think I have an answer uh, for me because I think. These days, my attraction is so about the other person. Hmm, and so yeah. every other person likes being touched in a different place and their body offers different delights. Hmm. And so for me, it's like, what delight will this body offer? And then that becomes my favorite spot on that person's body. Hmm. Gay, I know, I'm you sorry. Know, hmm. Joe, you make a really great point, which is that, at least this is true for me, I won't speak for everybody, but I feel like the more, the older you get, the more your mind kind of adapts to that. It's like, it's like, it's less about finding like someone physically hot or like their, you know, their body parts hot, which is obviously still a part of the traction, but you come to really find their personhood hot in a way that can only, you know, be developed Mm -hmm. with time. Yes. And then, and then it's what feels good to them becomes hot to you because you, uh, you have a whole person in front of you and what is fun is getting that whole person to feel pleasure. And to put them inside of your butt. she's almost 40. Yes, and Mm -hmm. put them inside of your butt. I'm feeling like I'm full, but I could fit one more thing inside of me. Dennis knows what I'm talking about. And for our dessert today, I believe Joe has an offering. Yeah, so, you know, it is a tough time for everyone. And one thing that is getting us through is content. Uh, Shows, podcasts, uh, you know. And not all that content has to be good to be enjoyable. And with that, I would like to talk about uh, what my boyfriend and I are affectionately calling Bridgertinson. Bridgertinson. (laughs) Bridgertinson. Bridgertinson. on, on Netflix, and I was telling the, the thoughties that this has got my, my boyfriend and I stuck in very bad British accents for about two weeks. Uh, it's uh, very you know, objectively it's terrible piece. accent, by the way. Uh, yes. <laughs> really bad. We, we, did, we did watch The uh, the Crown season, whatever the season is, and then this, like, back to back. 
it's a it's a period piece by Shonda Rhimes uh, set in the early 19th century. And, it, you know, what I liked about it is that the first episode, I didn't I wasn't in love with it at first. I was like, it feels kind of like a bad soap opera E Jane Austen. But once I accepted its soap opera E-ness and, and put away the Jane Austen expectations of it being good um, and accepted the visual delights uh, and the twist in the second half of the story I found really interesting when it becomes about um, lineage and parentage and sort of generational um, trauma and whether or not we want to pass that down um, all while still being disgusting and soap opera-y and a romp I um, found myself enjoying that is an extremely Ge- that is a generously wow. deep reading of Bridgerton. <laughs> I, will say, I uh, as I also watched it. Um, uh, I feel like I almost. I feel like I. I. I um, watched it involuntarily, like against my will, because like you know when when something just like enters the Twitter discourse, it's just like. Well, I guess I'm gonna go. It's like my I got. I better go watch my obligatory like seven hours of television that I mean, my state sanctioned seven hours of television that I now have to watch in order to keep up with the conversation. But um, the discourse. I, I agree that Bridgerton <laughs> was not great, but I did think it was like kind of good. Um, I, it did become a bit of a hate watch, but I think more importantly is that it is heterosexual propaganda. And it is, it is, <laughs> the kids that watch this are going to experience heterosexual feelings, heterosexual impulses, true, symptoms true, true. of heterosexuality. And I think that is like not healthy for the culture. I wish that Shonda Rhimes would take more respons- responsibility in this regard. I think it's like, it's dangerous. I think it's, uh, you know, it's unethical. Um, and also, I, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but it's not, it's fucked up that there was a gay moment in the trailer mm-hmm. for the show, and the gay moment was the totality of what was in the series, which was like seven Correct. seconds on screen. Correct. 100%. Infuriating. And let me tell you, Shonda, I know you have a second season. If you do not give us a ravishing gay sex scene, mama, that... I- the show is... Like the TV version of um, the the line, "What do you like about uh, Taylor Swift gowns? Beautiful gowns." Yes. I mean, it just like, <laughs> that is just that is all that there gowns. is to it. Um, and you know, I think a lot of people have been talking online about how problematic it can be when. Um, when the aesthetics of something, particularly when you have blackness and whiteness intersecting in a world where blackness and whiteness were actually intersecting at that time in our history, that that can be really sort of almost superficially tr- like troubling and problematic. Um, I'm here for all of that discourse. I enjoyed learning from that discourse and reading that discourse. And, you know, everyone makes fun of all the discourses. And that is uh, that is a thing. Uh, but it's also an opportunity to learn. No offense, Dennis, but... He, this show was designed for you. I, I'm sure yes. Joe can agree that this is this is a show <laughs> manufactured in a laboratory for the dentist demographic. Yes, it literally, you should not put any energy into watching it other than watching it. It, yeah. it, it requires nothing from you and gives nothing back. That's the beauty of it. 
This episode of Food for Thought is made possible by the generous, unequivocal support of Rosé. Our producer is the only top in this group, Alexandra De Palma. Subscribe, rate, and review <laughs> us on iTunes, or I will finally actually quit this motherfucking podcast. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, please do it. Please, <laughs> please subscribe. I am Tommy Teebs. Hiko, you can find me at Hey Teebs, H-E-Y-T-E-B-S, on Instagram, but not on Twitter, because I quit that shit. Loving it. <laughs> I'm Joseph Osmondson. You can find me at www.josephosmondson.com. I'm Fran. You can follow me by subscribing to my newsletter at fransquishco.substack.com, or you can just search Fran Toronto and Substack and get at me there. Lovely little weekly newsletter from me. And I'm Dennis Norris II, and you can find me on Twitter at the Earl Denden, T H E E A R L D E N D E N. Finally, send your questions, thoughts, concerns, and dick pics to thoughts at foodforthoughtpodcast.com. As always, that's food, the number four, and thought spelled how? T H O T T. You messed that up on purpose, Fran. I did it, I did it, and I was trying. I was actually trying. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.